you know, we really try to first expose the excuses that a person has bought into that they really believe is their reality. This, this, this is the House Flipping HQ Podcast. Now, let's get flipping with your host, Justin Williams. Oh man, Flip Hacking Live is coming soon. Flip Hacking Live is coming so fast. All right. I really practice for that a lot, if you guys can't tell, but I'm so excited. Flip Back in Live 2018 is in like a month, oh, October 18th, 19th, and 20th in San Diego. If you have not gotten your tickets, go to flippackinglive.com. You're crazy if you're not there and you're going to be left in the dust. So make sure you go flippackinglive.com. So having that been said, guys, today is the Take Takeover Tuesday. At least that's what Bill keeps calling it. Bill Allen is taking over the mic, but not only is Bill taking over the mic, but he is interviewing the one and only Walter Bond. Now, Bill went to this event recently and there were some incredible speakers there, but there was one person who blew the roof off and Bill came to me and said, we have got to have that this guy at this event. I'm like, Bill, but this guy charges like multiple five figures and you know, like he'll flip houses and Bill's like, no, we need to have him there. And anyway, Bill worked it out. It was tough, but we were able to get him there. And the interesting thing is in the past, we always had this thing where we only had house flippers and wholesalers, which will be like 18 out of the 20 speakers that we have at this event will be house flippers and wholesalers that are doing six, multiple six, uh, seven figures, multiple seven figures in their business, sharing with you their exact secrets. But something interesting, when I started flipping houses, I thought it was only about, hey, let's just teach people how to flip houses. But over time, I've realized there's a lot more to that, right? There's a lot of uh, stuff in the mind. There, I, mean, I mean, it just is, right? If we can overcome our mind, like the rest is easy. So that's what this guy specializes in. That's what Walter Bond specializes in is, is helping people think bigger, think more, and, and realize what's possible. So we're really excited to have him there. I will not take any more of their thunder, um, but I'm just so excited. It's going to be so awesome. So ladies and gentlemen, I give to you the one and only... Well, two and only, I guess, Bill Allen and Walter Bond. Yeah, yeah, take it away, guys. Woo! Hey, everybody, House Flipping Nation, how you doing? It's uh, Bill Allen here, and I'm really, really, really excited to speak to you, uh, to speak to our guest today and, uh, and bring him to all you guys on the podcast. So uh, as all of you know, Flip Hacking Live 2018 is coming up next month, in October 18th through 20th in San Diego. Um, I'm super excited about it. We're all really excited about uh, all the great guest speakers that we have coming out who we announced recently. Uh, Russell Brunson is going to be there, as you guys know, marketing genius. Um, a lot of our coaches are going to be on stage speaking. Uh, Andy McFarland, Justin Williams is going to be there. Don Costa, Mike Simmons, Mike Cowper, and a lot of our members of the seven and eight figure program. It's going to be an incredible event that cannot be missed. You cannot miss this event. So, uh, today, in fact, I have the pleasure of speaking to one of the incredible speakers that we have planned to come to this event. Um, so he was a shooting guard at the University of Minnesota. He went on to the NBA and played for the Mavs, the Jazz, and the Pistons. I'm excited to hear a little bit about that. And now he's a world-renowned speaker, author, and presenter. So I want to welcome Mr. Walter Bond. How are you doing, Walter? Awesome, awesome. Thanks, Bill. You got me fired up, man. What a, what a great introduction. There we go. Good. Because I've seen you on stage and I've seen your power and energy and it is contagious. So I'm really, really excited to see you on stage at Flip Hacking Live. 
And, um, and you know, it's funny because I saw you, um, I was at somebody else's event and I'm just going to tell a quick story just so they, the listeners can really know who you are. So I'm, I'm at this event and, you know, I bought a ticket. I'm sitting all the way in the back. I was the second row from the back and Walter came on the stage and it was like I was sitting in the front row throughout that entire presentation. And I don't want to say whose event it was because I don't want to put off the other speakers, but he had four incredible headline keynote speakers at this event. And at the end, when he came out and he said, how about so-and-so, how about so-and-so, how about so-and-so, I just looked, it was like the applause meter and when he said Walter Bond, just the meter just broke off the end and it put everybody to shame. So when I was sitting in, in the second row from the back of that event, Walter, I knew that I had to come, I had to get you to Flip Packing Live. And then it was my mission from then on to figure out who to contact, who to get to. And I just went to work to figure out how we can get you on our stage. So um, I'm really excited to have you. Well, you know, Bill, thank you. I'm honored. I'm flattered. And um you know, I've been doing this for 18 years, and, um, you know, I'm a big man with a big message. And, um, you know, people have come to me and said, you know, Walter, we've seen you play basketball, and we've heard you speak, and don't take this the wrong way, but you're a much better speaker. And, um, <laughs> you know, a lot of times we have a good laugh about it, but, you know, I really believe that, Bill, what you experience is really a person operating in their purpose. And for a long time, you know, I really believed that my dream or my purpose in life was to play professional sports. In fact, for a long time when I was younger, my biggest dilemma was what sport. You know, I was good in baseball. I was good in basketball. I was good in football. But when my career ended, I looked at my wife and I had the weirdest feeling. You know, I'm 31 years old. And I said, babe, I'm going to do something special with my life. And this is not it. My wife is looking at me, you know, after an eight-year professional basketball career, and it was like, dude, like, what? I was like, this is not it. Like, I can't explain it. And the moment someone handed me a microphone bill, uh, the rest is history. This is really my purpose. I love what I do. I do anywhere from 80 to 100 keynotes a year. But for me, every event is my Super Bowl. And so when I'm with your group, I don't care if it's 600 butts and chairs. I don't care if it's 800. You might get 1,000 people. It's going to be a Super Bowl for me because I truly enjoy helping professionals get to their next level. And I made it to the NBA. That was a dream come true. I'm a Hall of Fame speaker. That's another dream to come true for me. And I want to make sure that everyone that hears me speak knows that if they execute what I teach, their dreams can come true as well. That's awesome. That's awesome. I feel, I feel the same way. You know, I, I think purpose is so important. Purpose, vision, these kind of things. For me, um, you know, I, I, I'm, a, I'm still a pretty young guy, thankfully, and I'm still trying to figure out what that is. You know, I spent 15 years as an active duty pilot, and that was it for me. You know, I was, th- that was my purpose at that time. I, I loved it. I still fly part-time for the military, and I absolutely love it. But I said, you know what? When, when, when it's, when I, I'm not having as much fun anymore, it's time to move on. I want to figure out what the purpose was. And then things happen in my life, uh, things with my son that a lot of our listeners know about. Um, and then that gave me a new purpose, my purpose with my family. And now, you know, the purpose that I have in this business now is, is all the people that work for me, you know, the company. It's, it's incredible. In the beginning, it was about making money. And now it's about growing a company and figuring out um, how I can help them find their purpose. 
and all of our members in, in the coaching program and, men, and the mastermind group is how do we help them build their businesses and giving back has become the purpose. And it's really, it's really incredible to have that journey go through. I mean, making it to the NBA and then saying, I'm a better speaker than a basketball player is like, that, is, is there a level above that professional uh, NBA? I mean, there's, there's people that are listening and they're like, that's the best of the best, right? Well, you know, it's the pinnacle, and that's what I'm all about. I'm all about the next level, and I think it's a tangible place, and a lot of people think the next level is cliche, but it's not. And so I don't care if you're flipping homes and you did a million this year, there's a next level. Maybe you did 10 million, there's a next level. And you, if you really think about it, Bill, all of us, when we were young, we dreamed and we dreamt big. You know, so we would stand up in the third grade and say, you know what, I'm going to be rich. I'm going to play pro sports. I'm going to be an actor. I'm going to be a dancer. I'm going to write movies. You know, we all thought big in the third grade. We were not afraid. We just went all out in our minds. And what happens for most of us, reality sets in. And we begin to settle for less than our dreams. And so you and I have been able to be in a position in our own individual ways and many of your successful people in your coaching program to go back and reclaim that dream you had in the third grade. You know what? If you had a dream to be rich, you could still do it. And money's overrated. You know, we don't want to have money just to be materialistic and drive fancy cars. But you want money because if your kids need to go to a special school, you can afford it. If your kids need special medical care, you can afford it. If you want to do something special for your mom, special for your dad, if you always wanted to go, go see Australia, go on an African safari, we should have the money and the resources to express ourselves. You know, a lot of people just settle for, you know, I always wanted to, you know, go to Africa on a safari, but I can't afford it, so I'll just watch it on TV. No, screw that. If you want to go to Africa and look a lion in the eye, and that's been your dream, let's, let's figure out how we can get our mind right so we can make enough money to go and do exactly what you said you wanted to do. I always wanted to make more money in business than I did in sports. Not for the money, just for the accomplishment. You can ask my wife. I did not cash my first NBA check for six weeks. I have never been driven by money. Right now today, I don't know what I have in my checking account. Really don't care. But I'm obsessed. I am convicted that I want to become the best person I can be. I want to make as much money as I can make. But most importantly, I want to help as many people live their dream as possible. And I believe if I can do that, the money's going to show up. But for me, I'm not driven by money. Money is just like the reward of being good at what you do. And so a lot of people have this goofy feeling about going and pursuing money because they feel greedy. They feel selfish. They feel like that's materialistic and shallow. No, 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 no. In school, we got the grade, right? We all wanted to get an A, right? That's what the teacher gave out. In business, if you're successful, they give out money, right? So to That's me, the, the reward for being good in business, your A in business is the money. So the money doesn't have you, but you should always have the money. So when you can be a blessing to your family, to your parents, to your community, to your nonprofit, you have the resources where you can make a difference in your own life in the lives of others. I love that. I love that. That I mean, that is it. You nailed it. I mean, for, that's it. I, if, if we can help other people 
get what they want. You know that we're going to get what, I, what, what we want. I mean, that is a very famous quote, right? If I can help enough people get what they want, then you know that I'm going to get what I want. It's, it's, it's about giving back. And I think that's what we're so good at. And that's what we love. And, and I think that's what makes us, you know, so good at what we do is it's not about us. And it's not about, you know, collecting that cash and Scrooge McDucking this money into a, a into our house or a, a, a vault or safe or something. It's about how can we make sure that we're producing at a high level for others? And if we can give back and we can make sure that they're producing at a high level, then, you know, they're going to come back. I mean, that's what business is, right? right. I'm, sure that, I'm, sure that, I'm sure people are going to hire you. Oh, you come and perform at that Super Bowl. You're going to get hired next year, the year after that, three times in between. I mean, that's how it goes. And if, as the more you pay it forward, the people in that audience are feeling what you're talking about. And, and they're getting something from it and going out and executing on it, just like what we're providing in the, the mastermind groups. That's it. I mean, they're going to come back and they're going to tell their friends and they're going to tell their friends. So really, you know, Bill, I learned, I learned a long time ago that they call money currency for a reason. It's called currency because current means it's supposed to flow. And most people who are broke, most people who have low credit scores, you know, most people who really struggle financially, they don't understand that money has a flow. And so what I teach people is that you have to take money and use it the right way. You got to make sure that when you spend money, it has a flow to it that comes back to you. So you should never spend money in a way that doesn't come back to you. And so the, when I left the NBA, I had the right mindset. But most importantly, my wife had, and I had some money. And we didn't have a lot of money. We didn't have the Kobe Bryant and Michael Jordan money. You know, we had about 12 months of money. You know, I had about a year when I retired to figure it out. And what we did, we took our hard-earned money that we had saved up. I was never a dumb athlete and, and blowing it in strip clubs and a bunch of kids running around. Never did that. I got one wife. I got three kids by their mom, and that's my wife, okay? Beautiful. I don't believe in having holes in my bucket. But we took money and we invested in ourselves. We went to coaching programs. We went to trainings. We invested in ourselves. And we also took our money and invested in access to the right people. I live in a country club right now with nine billionaires. And we scraped up every dime we had. We bought a house, which was a renovation, very expensive renovation. It was a very expensive country club. But it gave us access to people. I mean, I'm having dinner with a billionaire tomorrow night. Not a millionaire, a billionaire tomorrow yeah, that's, night. That, if, if you guys so, are missing that, that's with a B, a billionaire. Right, incredible. right. And he's my buddy. And, you know, he says, you know, when I talk to him, when I hang out with him, he pays attention to everything. He's an amazing listener. Oh, my God. You know, a lot of people just want to talk and talk and talk. My buddy, he's a listener. I mean, and so I just being around him, I realized that I'm, I've become better just because I paid for access to a billionaire. And another billionaire in our neighborhood is a guy named Bernie Marcus who founded Home Depot. Oh, I heard him speak. He did, he did a symposium in our neighborhood. So I'm sure a lot of your people go to Home Depot when they need to, you know, they're flipping these houses. They run to Home Depot and buy doorknobs and, and, and drywall or whatever they do. But he talked about people. When he talked about Home Depot, he just talked about the people. And he says, you know, at the end of the day, what I took from it is that we're really in the people business. We have to understand how to connect to the right people, listen to the right people, buy into the right people. 
because, you know, one of my concepts I'm going to share with your group is the shark, the sucker fish, and the parasite. You know, those are really metaphors for people. You know, we want to be sharks, right? Sharks run the ocean. Sharks are always looking for the next food source. But at the end of the day, we got to make sure that we stay away from parasites. I don't want to go too much into it, but when I share this story with my audience, they're blown away by how simple it is, how clear it is, how easy it is to understand how to be wealthy, how to be rich. And it's all about connecting to the right coaches, the right mentors, investing in yourself, knowing that money has a flow to it. And if we can gain that wisdom, really being wealthy is really easy, but you got to have the right mindset first. Yeah, I agree. That's step one. And surrounding yourself with the right people is so important. I mean, that's, that's what I've done. It's been, it's been so amazing for me. Um, so I, I, even just saying shark, I know I want to be the shark. So I'm excited to hear what that's all about. But hey, Walter, I, I, you know, you, you wrote this book. So uh, after I heard you speak, um, I, I, looked, I looked you up. I started just devouring all, everything that you had available. And this book called All Butts Stink, How to Live Your Best Life and Eliminate Excuses by Walter Bond. I thought it was so funny that, that you wrote a book like this. And we always talk on this podcast about the yeah butters. Yeah, but I can't do that. Yeah, but um, I don't have any money. Yeah, but you got a rich uncle and I don't that can invest in my business. Yeah, but I got a full-time job. Yeah, but I have no job. Um, all of these things. So it, it, it was like directly in line and it was almost like serendipitous that your book would be entitled All But Stink. I thought it was, uh, it was just what a coincidence that was. But I, I took a bunch of things from this book and I just wanted to take some time without obviously reading the book to every listener, but a couple bullets that I p- took from it and maybe we can just talk about it a little bit. Is that okay with you? Sounds great. Sounds All right. great. And, and so the- no, I, I, I was just going to say that, you know, when we coach professionals, when we do, when we do training, you know, we really try to first expose the excuses that a person has bought into that they really believe is their reality. And it's really a powerful exercise of the subconscious mind. So, for example, you know, a lot of C students in high school, when the, when the semester begins, they have already talked themselves out of getting an A. They talked themselves out of a B. And basically, their only goal is to get a C when school starts. And the crazy thing about it, that teacher gives out A's if you achieve an A. But if you're a student who believes you're a C student, you don't even go for the A. You've, you've like disqualified yourself from ever getting an A. And we work with so many professionals. And one of the first things we try to do is at a subconscious level, help expose the excuse that they've had operating that has become their reality. Because once you get rid of the self-limiting belief, you're free to be a millionaire and it's okay. You're worthy to be a millionaire. You're worthy to own homes. You're worthy to find private jets. You're worthy to stay at great hotels. And, 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 and I, I meet people all the time that feel uncomfortable, you know, making too much money. You know, I coached a guy, and in 14 months, he doubled his salary, Bill. Doubled his salary. And all of a sudden, he stopped coaching. And I couldn't figure out why until it clicked. When he got his salary doubled, He was uncomfortable because he didn't think he was worthy of this new salary. And instead of of staying in the coaching program, 
he got to where he wanted to be and he quit the coaching program because he was uncomfortable making the amount of money we coached him into. And so really wealth and poverty is a mindset. It's a mentality. You know, if you believe you're a millionaire, you'll be a millionaire. If you believe you should be on welfare, you'll always be on welfare. So what we do, what you do, what smart people do, they invest in coaching because they understand that if I can get my mindset right, if I can believe different, if I can believe better, I can achieve different and I can receive more blessings because I believe I'm worthy. But if you don't think you're worthy, you'll come up with excuses and you'll believe this, this excuse as your reality. So is that, is that where the idea from this book came from for you? Is you had, you had these people that were, uh, that were in your life or that you, that you saw that just the excuses were the buts. Yeah, but I can't do that. Or all of these different excuses that you had that were coming at you. No, Brian, Abil, no, that's not why I wrote this book. I wrote that book because I had excuses. Uh, I wrote that book because I had crippled myself. I wrote the book and I'm an award-winning Hall of Fame speaker because I used to be a C student. And when I tell my story, it's so inspiring to others because I used to have excuses myself. And my father helped me overcome my excuses. And so when I go and speak in front of an audience, they know how sincere I am. And I'm very transparent about my own struggles, my own setbacks. And you know, a lot of times when a person hears a professional athlete, they really assume, well, this person was just a stud their whole life. And they never had setbacks. They, don't, they can't relate to me. Yes, I can. I can relate to being a C student. I can relate to flunking out of a school. I can relate to being cut. I can relate to being disrespected. I can relate to someone looking at me and not thinking I was worthy, right? I can relate, and that's why people enjoy my message is because I'm the ordinary guy who transformed himself from being a C student to a straight-A student, and now I refuse to get anything less than the A in anything that I do because now I believe I'm an A student, and now I believe I'm worthy. And I teach people how I did it. Nice. I love it. Well, the first thing that stuck out to me here in this book was, is, I think it's the name of one of the chapters, is dominate where you are. So you say, master your current situation. And there was a quote in there that I pulled out because it really made me think. So it made me reflect on who I am in my business and my life. And it said, I bet you think you're overqualified for your current position. And then it went on to say, do your peers agree? And that really hit me. And I said, you know what? I've always thought that I am overqualified or I, I want to be the best. And I always thought that. But, you know, I never took a step back and said, let me ask around because maybe I just think I'm a lot bigger than I am. So right. it, it's, it was, what we're talking about is self-awareness. You know, mm -hmm. that's self-awareness. And that's, um, you know, I love for people to be confident. But you also have to be real. And, um, you know, a lot of companies do what we call 360 evaluations. Mm -hmm. And some companies don't because some business leaders don't want to hear feedback from the people that report to them. You know, I've always been open to feedback. You know, coach, tell me what I need to do. Dad, tell me what I need to do. Who do I need to become? And by having that level of curiosity has always allowed me to get out of my current situation. So if anyone's stuck, they're stuck by choice. Because if you recognize I'm stuck, whether it's in money, I only make 70000 I'm stuck. Or, you know, I'm, I'm middle class and I'm stuck. Or whatever your stuckness is, 
once you acknowledge you're stuck, go and ask people that can help you get unstuck. Go and ask people that are operating at the level which you want to operate. How'd you do it? And can you coach me? How'd you do it? Can you teach me? If you're worth 10 million, teach me because I want to be worth 10 million. If you're worth 100 million, teach me so I can be worth 100 million. And so that's why coaching and mentoring is available and effective to anyone who really has a hunger and desire to get to their own individual next level. Yeah, I, we do. We do a lot of those evaluations like that in, in our company, and I'm always asking for input. And so this really hit home to me because I don't want to be that that leader, that that business owner, that even that even that coach in the coaching program. I want the feedback. I want to figure out, um, you know, what can we do better? You know, how how can we get better? How can I get better? How can I be a better leader or a better manager? Any of those things. You know, what what does that look like for you? So. Um, but it's hard, you know, it's hard to take that feedback sometimes, especially when you think you are overqualified for your current position and you're not. So, um, but that, that should drive you to, to do more and grow and, and get outside your comfort zone and learn and read books like this and, and go to these events and things like that, just like you're talking about. So, you know, the, the other thing that I pulled out of here is, is vision. So, and, and I think, I think what you're going to find is these these couple things that I pulled out of your book are probably the things that resonated with me. And I think what's interesting is every single person that reads your book or, or any of these books uh, that are like this, kind of motivational books or drive you in the right direction. I mean, how to live your best life and eliminate excuses there. It's going to be the stuff that resonates with them. So vision for me was, you know, a good idea versus vision. So don't get distracted by the good ideas you talk about. So what were you put on this earth to do? And that's a question that I'm constantly asking myself and updating. So I thought, I mean, I thought that was just pretty profound of I'm always distracted by that kind of shiny object, but I got to stay focused right. on my vision and my right. Vision, you know? Right. And especially entrepreneurial minded people. Mm-hmm. Uh, the worst thing we want to do is to be a jack of all trades and a master of none. And I wrote that chapter from my own personal experience. And so when I left sports, you know, I was trying to figure it out. And I was doing four or five different things. I was doing some network marketing. I had a deal while I was liquidating Sam's and Walmart's. And one day my wife grabbed me and she was like, you know, Walter, I appreciate your work ethic. I know you're nervous and trying to provide for your family because basketball is over. But I can't help you do five things. She was like, look, you did one thing. You played basketball and you became the best in the world and you made good money. Find one thing, that one thing that you know you want to do and I'll help you. And don't rush through it. Take your time and think about it. And I had all these good ideas. You know, liquidating a mark, uh, Walmart was a good idea. Network marketing to me sounded like a good idea. But I still was not in my purpose. And I took my time, I got quiet, and all of a sudden I came back to my wife and I said, you know what, I'm supposed to be a motivational speaker, purpose. And she lit up and she said, you know what, you had talked about that before, and I agree with you. I do think that's your purpose. And I got rid of all these other quote-unquote good ideas, and I got locked in on my purpose, And 18 years later, I'm a Hall of Fame speaker. 18 years later, we answer the phone and take orders. 18 years later, people hear me speak. It might be 3,000. It might be 5,000. I once spoke in front of 25,000. 
But when people enjoy my gift, they look at me and they say, my goodness, this might have been the best keynote I've ever heard. My goodness, you said some things to me that's going to make me be a better dad, a better husband. Oh, my God, because of you. Do you realize how rewarding that is for me to know that I'm a Hall of Fame speaker because I got locked in on one deal. I found my purpose. I got focused on it. And it's generated tremendous wealth doing one thing. See, most people who don't have success, they are victimized by a bunch of good ideas. And they end up doing five things at once. And they have to do all of them. Right? And so it really taught me that good ideas are dangerous if you're not locked in on your purpose. Because a good idea, you might do it for three years and quit, five years and quit, ten years and quit. Let me tell you something. I'm going to run my mouth as long as there's breath in my body because I know this is my purpose. I don't need to do five different things. I do one thing. I inspire people. I motivate people. And I teach people how to get to their own individual next level. And it brings me energy. It brings me joy. It fires me up. Why? Because when you're in your purpose, you can, all, you can do it all day. You can do it all night. You never tire. You never fatigue. Why? Because you've been wired and created by God to do it. I love it. And you know what? I'm going to give you another compliment and just get you even more pumped up because when I was sitting there watching you, you made me smile, laugh, cry, think, ponder, really like deep think. It was it, it, that, uh, that hour and 15 minutes of, of that, that presentation was so powerful to me. It made me want to be a better dad and think about what I'm doing with my three kids. It made me want to be a better business owner. It made, it made me just want to be a better man and, and think about how I'm living my life and am I on purpose? And that's it. And I think anybody listening, if, if, you, if you have that purpose, passion, and vision and know where you want to go, don't wait. Like, go do it. If, it's, if you're listening to this podcast, it's probably house flipping, wholesaling, real estate investment. And if that's it, if that's your purpose, passion, and vision in your life and what you want to do and the, the vehicle that's going to get you there and, and you know, don't wait, take it, take advantage of it. And the, the other thing that you went on to say in that chapter that I thought was e even just like a, the cherry on top of the Sunday was once you've got that purpose, passion, and vision, supersize it. And, and to me, <laughs> I pulled that out and said, you know what? That's exactly what I did. Because I remember when I joined this group, uh, this uh, mastermind group, I said, I want to flip 12 houses. I don't want a single employee. I want to do it while I'm flying airplanes in the military. And I want to do 12 houses a year at about 30 wow. houses. I'm an engineer, 12 houses, $30,000 profit. That's $360,000 a year. That'll get me right where I need to be with my military retirement after 20 years when I stop flying. And you know what I did? Right. I supersized the heck out of it. You know, we did 67 <laughs> deals the first year. I had four people working for me. Then we did 178 deals the next year. And I had, you know, eight, nine people working for me at the end of that year. And this year we're going to do about 250 and we got 15 to 18 people working for, for us now. And, and it's, it's been massively supersized. So I think that's really powerful in figuring out what you can do and removing those limitations and barriers and glass ceiling from above our head. So really powerful. Right. And, and Bill, I deal with a lot of people and, um, you know, most people are victimized not by thinking too big. They're really victimized by thinking too small. And it's really a spiritual law. And, um, you know, as a man thinks, so is he. So if you think small, you're going to live small. You're going to live big. 
And I've been just kind of conditioned. You know, my dad would always say, go for it. That was a line message. Just go for it, son. Just go for it. So luckily, I was, I was raised in a home. There were no differences. There were no barriers. It was okay. Right? And that's what a lot of people are afraid to do. Like, they're afraid to fail. Well, hell, when you fall down, you get back up, right? We, we all wanted our kids to take that first step, right? You know, whether it was 12 months and, or, or, or eight months and parents brag about their kid is walking, almost walking, about to walk. When the kid takes that first step, what do you do? You encourage them. You know they're going to fall. And they might cry and you, you reach out your hands and say, get back up. Come on, let's keep working on it. And that's what life is. People are afraid to fail. Oh, I filed bankruptcy once, so I can't take any more risk. Or the first three months were, were, were scary, so I went back and got a job or whatever your story is. No, it's just like a kid taking that first step. You've got to take that first step, man, and know you're going to fall. So what? Get back up. Everything I've done has not been successful, but you know what? I've been taught to go for it, but I've been taught to get back up. And as long as you, you can look up, you can get up. Just never quit. Get some information. Get the right information. Get some good coaching. Have good habits, good rituals. And I'm telling you, if you get to the right place, you will be profitable and you will be wealthy and you will have success. We got one crack at this thing called life. We got one crack at it. And I'm telling you, we can't play this thing safe. What does that get us at the end of the day? We get a watch. You go work for a company for 30 years and you get a watch. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you. I get a watch. Hey, what did you get for 30 years? A watch? You didn't get to do what you said you are going to do in third grade, but I got a watch. Well, hell, go do what you want to do, what you should do, your dreams, and go buy yourself a watch. I don't need a company to buy me a watch. I can go buy my own watch. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Love it. Well, speaking of watch, uh, the next thing I have is invest your time. Because, you know, that, that, there was a, a, a really a cool story that you tell in the book of, uh, some, you know, uh, somebody that you you had lunch with that um, takes off his watch and puts it down on the table and sets an alarm because he says I, I've only got an hour with you and when the alarm goes off it's it's time to go so really value valuing your time and valuing somebody else's time and really um, investing your time in what you're doing mm-hmm. and just this kind of uh, voraciousness that you go after life and talk about is is really interesting because when you're talking about time and investing it in, in yourself and others. Um, you got to really, it's important, right? We got to, we got to take that time and use it wisely because it's, it is a, it, it is a commodity. You know, we, we're not getting it back. We're not getting any younger. And like you say in the book, everybody's got the same 24 hours in a day. It doesn't matter what you're doing. So um, what, tell me a little bit about that story. I, it was, it was, I don't know, it was one of the most, it was, you know, it, it was a great funny. story because, you know, I was just retired from basketball. I was starting to figure it out. And I was hanging around business people, and um, the president of a company agreed to have lunch with me, and he did. He put a timer on the table. We were at a restaurant in Minneapolis called Perkins, and we had a great conversation. We're laughing and joking, and I could have talked all day. But when that alarm rang, his hour was up. I mean, he literally dismissed himself. Within 30 seconds, he was gone. But it was <laughs> odd because he ended so abruptly, but he invested an hour with me, and that's what he had what he gave me, and he moved on to the next thing. And so, you know, for business people, we waste so much time. You know, you look at society, people aren't where they want to be. They're not making what they want to make. The average American I've heard has like 1500 bucks in savings. That's crazy. 
Many people in America are a car accident away from going broke. Like one unexpected car accident, one tire, right? You know, people are living day to day. They're living check to check. Why? Because they waste time. I mean, who sits there on social media all day? Just looking at Facebook videos and laughing and looking at YouTube videos and laughing. If I'm going to watch YouTube, it's because I'm looking at some motivational videos that's going to teach me how to sell more or be more or do more. I don't waste any time. I don't even watch TV, guys. Now, one of my buddies is the CEO of a company. He took all the TVs out of his house. He removed every TV in his house because he said it was the biggest waste of time. Now, I'm not that radical. I got a bunch of big screen TVs in my house. So when I want to watch them, every room has a big, big screen TV. But I don't watch TV. You ask my wife. You ask my kids. I'll watch a football game. I'll watch a playoff basketball game. I'll watch an occasional baseball game. That's it. Because the rest of my day, I want to not spend my time. I want to invest it. And I got to invest my time in things that's going to give me a good return on my investment. So anyone on this podcast today, invest your time in activities that are going to give you a return on your investment. To me, going to a conference, that's a great return on your investment. You know, coaching program, that's a great return on your investment. Going to a seminar, you know, reading a book, you know, that's a great return on your investment. Going to give to a charity, that's a great return on your investment. Going to church, going to your faith center, going to a synagogue, that's a great return on your investment because you're going to learn more about God, how to be more God-like. All day long, if we invested our time in activities, working out, what a great investment. Going for a walk, what a great investment. Date night with your wife, what a great investment. We should only invest our time into activities and people that are going to add value to our current situation and to our current lives. And so many of us waste time. A C student in school wasted time. You know, just waste time. Watching TV, you know, daydreaming, you know, just hanging out on the corner, just wasting time. I live in a neighborhood with nine billionaires, okay? They get the same 24 hours that I do. The only difference is they're spending and they're more impactful in their 24 hours. A billionaire gets 24 hours. That's the only thing right now that really doesn't discriminate. You know, we live in a world that's very subjective and a lot of stuff goes on, but time does not discriminate. We all get 24 hours a day. So the challenge is, is how good are we at investing our time? That's it. You know, you also said that list out your daily activities, your daily schedule, and list out your personal values. And then what you do is look at your schedule and see if your personal values are on your daily schedule. Because if they're not, your daily schedule is going to tell you how your personal values and, and what, you, what you prioritize in your life, whether it be family, work, God, all, all of the things that you value in your, in your life, how they, how they stack up and how they're prioritized. And that was really powerful for me because I'm, I, I've learned I say yes a lot. I say yes to people want some of my time. Yes. People want, people need a few minutes. People need a, a quick call. Yes. Um, and, and I got to learn. I, now what I've been saying is if I, if I keep saying yes, anytime I say yes, I'm saying no to something else. And usually I'm saying no to my family. I'm saying no to working out like you talk about faith, things like that. So uh, matching those personal values with your daily schedule, really important. So. 
That's right. And, and most of us, many people, when I do that in a live workshop, I mean, you could, you could hear the grumbles in the room because I think the values system we write down is the life that we really want, but it's almost never congruent with the life we really live. So, for example, most people put God first because it sounds politically correct. No, very few of us would put work number one. We normally say God, family, then work. But let's be honest, where do we spend most of our time? With our family? Nope. With God? Nope. At work, right? So in the morning before I morning, if God's number one, I can start my day with God. You know, so this morning I had my Bible open reading my Bible. Why? Because if God's number one, I need to make sure I'm not just giving lip service to it. I got to make sure that I'm in harmony with it. So this morning I read about the Israelites leaving Egypt and following Moses to the promised land. Mm -hmm. That was my Bible reading this morning, right? And as far as I'm concerned, you know what? That God is still leading me to my promised land. And that promised land is the destiny that I'm not going to miss. And I want anyone who hears me speak to know they have their own individual promised land. But they have a lot of ifs they have to execute in order to get there. Well, I'd say on that, and I want to thank you for investing your time with us. I feel like I, um, I'm, I'm better as a, a father as a man, as a business owner, for just having this conversation with you and, you know, spending your time with me. Um, I, I love the fact that our listeners get to bottle this up and, and take it along with them. So, guys, b- before we go, uh, dominate where you are, find your purpose, passion, and vision, invest your time in the things that are going to make you better and are going to be on that purpose, passion, vision, passion and vision. Because if you can be on purpose with your time, then you're going to dominate where you are in my mind. So I, those three things that I, I took out of your book, Walter, have been really powerful for me. Um, I, I've been taking notes throughout this call too, um, you know, and I'm, I, I, I personally can't wait to see you on stage at, at Flip Hacking Live 2018. Uh, I'm going to be in the front row of the Super Bowl, and hopefully all of you that are listening are excited as well. Um, you're I think just an hour and 15 minutes with Walter will, will change your mindset, change your life, change your business, change who you are. And, you know, he's one of 20 speakers that we've got there. So I'm really, really excited about it. And uh, Walter, um, you know, before, before we go, uh, all but stink, how to live your life, how to live your best life and eliminate excuses. Um, I just want to thank you for writing it because I really enjoyed reading it. And there's some things in there that are, that I've already tweaked in my business and my personal life. Well, thanks, Bill. And uh, we've sold a bunch of books and we have an online training that goes with it that leads right into our coaching program. And we're writing a book as we speak. Uh, We're sending in a proposal today on a book called The Shark, The Sucker Fish, and The Parasite. My goodness. I love it. That book is going to be, you know, I really believe this is my contribution to the world. And it's really going to really signify three types of people that in this world we live in, the metaphor is the ocean and the ocean. Who doesn't want to be a shark, right? But the sucker fish in that ocean, you got to know the role, the symbiotic relationship between the shark and a sucker fish. It's brilliant. And nobody wants to be a parasite. But unfortunately, we all have parasite tendencies. So it's really like the bad guy, the villain, if you will. And so when we get done with this book, we think we're going to help people all over the world 
to get to their next level. And we're going to use the ocean as a metaphor. Awesome. Beautiful. So everybody right now, if you're driving, stop your car, pull over, go to fliphackinglive.com, fliphackinglive.com and get your tickets for the event. The price of admission at this event is ridiculous for what the value that's going to be delivered there. You're, I mean, Walter, I'm so excited to hear you on stage. I'm so excited to see you again. I'm so excited to share you with 800 of our clients, our friends, people that are just coming to check us out. Uh, really exciting stuff. So um, I'll see you in about a month. I'm really excited. That's right. And, you know, thank you, Bill, for being so generous. And, and I'm sure when everyone sees the price and the value they're going to get out of the conference, it's really a no-brainer. And I just want to just applaud you for having the faith and the courage to put on such an amazing conference and be in a position to help people and in getting to know you, know your heart. I'm even, even more fired up to be a resource at your conference to help everyone in that room, all 800 people get to their own individual next level. I love it. And I know they will. And I, I bet you break off the applause meter at our event too. So I, I'm, I'm actually a little bit nervous just sharing the stage with you. So I, and now, on my resume, I get to put share the stage with a Hall of Fame world-renowned speaker, uh, Walter Bond. So I'm excited about that. So thanks for spending your time with me today, Walter. And thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, more of this to come. More, more great speakers for Flip Hacking Live 2018. Um, can't wait to see you guys there. Awesome. Thanks, Bill. All right. Yeah, thank you, Walter. I appreciate you spending the time with me. This has been the House Flipping HQ Podcast. Your ultimate house flipping resource for intelligent real estate investing and financial freedom. Check out amazing tutorials, blogs, how-tos, and other inspiring podcasts with house flipping experts at houseflippinghq.com. Houseflippinghq.com.